Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We will be chatting about August 30th through September 5th. Oh no, September. August is almost over. I know that's what happens, but (laughs) it still feels weird. I'm like, wait, it's that new thing where uh, it changes at the end of the month. All that matters is now we're, well, September, so we're in Halloween month. Yeah, cool. We're taking them all. Like September and November is also <laughs> Halloween month. Like yeah. we just want all of Actually it kinda is for us though. Because we always September and November we always get runoff stuff. Yeah, as we speak now, there's already stuff happening before and after that just couldn't be squeezed in. Yeah. And it's so funny. Already we've only got a couple things officially announced for October, like the Ghostbusters documentary mm-hmm. and the troll movie. Yeah, the, and the uh, vampire or vampire but that's Which, November second. Uh, well, true, but it's yeah. announced. Yeah, so Which we still got... counts. November second is still like October thirty third. That's like an epilogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. <laughs> October thirty third. It's the best. I'm so glad we do those. Like, I feel like every year people are like, uh, uh, and then yeah. we announce one. And even me, I'm like, I don't want to ask because then I feel like I'll jinx it. Well, in this case too, it's like we don't produce these someone mm-hmm. else just has to say hey do you want to host us and then we go yes yeah i think i feel like the three of us should do a live soundtrack for one of these movies but not practice at all just like go in i'm gonna do a live soundtrack to eyes wide shut yeah because there's like a 15 minute scene where it's just one piano key going cling, cling, cling. i actually think i never saw that movie especially now that you say that and i don't remember that so. it's for it's this long scene and that's all there is is this <laughs> it's pretty great though that cling movie. cling is the cling. soundtrack great <laughs> because that sounds i think that would get to me after a little bit like it sounds like that kanye west song that starts off with the piano notes but then turns <laughs> into a song but it's just like 15 minutes of this who didn't like that somebody ebert like that right didn't somebody really yeah. i don't know i remember i think there were some people was like cisco probably cisco it was yeah because i don't know i don't know I, if he might have died thumbs. he might have died before that movie oh. killed him apparently that's what, what yeah <laughs> he hated it so much that he died during a screening of eyes wide shut god that was so long ago that's it that's actually not true, that's not true. nobody <laughs> run with that Google. eyes did not open after that screening it is not good i don't think it made money but Kubrick was in this weird anomaly where he never made money. Yeah. He just kept on getting to make movies. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Orson Welles was like that for a while, and then yeah. eventually they're like, no, no. we're not going to give you the money anymore. You just imagine any other profession that you were a Kubrick-esque chef or yeah. house painter or you know anything, and you're like, okay, I know I gave you a budget of $1,000 yeah. and four hours. Yeah. It's going to take $60,000 <laughs> and three months. Yeah, like, but it's going to be really good. It's going to be the best house painting <laughs> you ever... I'm going to yell at you a lot. It's so good. Yeah, very abusive. Don't have your wife be hanging around because I'm horrible yeah. to women. Really good thing that there wasn't any social media when he was around. Cause, oh, uh, God, I can't cell imagine. Phones. <laughs> well, everybody who was a monster pre-now, I yeah, know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, even if you... Imagine if, rightfully, one of the actresses who got yelled at by Hitchcock or her mind messed by Hitchcock went to Twitter back yeah. then and was like my director yelled at me and threw oh, birds yeah. at me maybe they'd be like what? Yeah. <laughs> even the Uma Thurman crash thing like oh, yeah. I mean, if there had been like cell phone footage of that it would have been yeah, everywhere yeah. well there is footage of that it didn't like leak at the time I mean yeah. like, it's just yeah. it's stuff like that like I mean it's not like he I don't think he wouldn't have a career or something like that but I yeah. mean there'd be more controversy I often think that about the two big ones being Kubrick and Hitchcock there hasn't really been a Kubrick biopic, has there? Because there's been a bunch no, of Hitchcocks. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the one with... God. 
Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah was like, we, that was actually really good. We screened that, yeah, and it and it was warts and all. Like it didn't show mm. him to be a. It showed him to be a bit of a lunatic. Yeah, <laughs> somewhat of a how you say <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> but it's like in the, in the good old days, which were horrible. Yeah, the it, bad old days. It just seemed like people were like, oh yeah, that guy's horrible. But uh, the movies are good. Yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> yeah. argue with the so, results. Like three uh, well, years oh, well. later. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy, and even like. I don't know that bad things have been said about Francis Ford Coppola, but, like, you know, a, a sort of, like, rereading, once we got to the final cut, you know, rereading right. about all that, and just thinking, like, how much time that went into that movie, and just all the stuff that went wrong, and just being like, how do you not go crazy after something yeah. like that? Like, and to kind of go on to the side of Fat Cat Hollywood, mm-hmm. same thing, imagine you're like, okay, Francis, here's your budget, yeah. and there you go, and we'll see you in six months, yes. <laughs> and then three years later, he's still like, more money, please. Getting closer. Getting closer. <laughs> like, almost there. Well, a lot of he was financing it a lot out of his own pocket, I think. Yeah, which I think Wasn't you he? have yeah. to at that point. Yeah, it's just like I mean, because like that's the thing with a lot of those guys. You're like, okay, well, you have the money to do it to a certain point, but then at what point are you like, this is really going badly, and I don't know how this ends, you know? And it's so funny to look at it, you know, in hindsight, where you're like, oh, that worked out okay, like couldn't have been that bad, and you're like, no, no, you almost died several times. I like looking at his. Have you seen Hearts of Darkness, The Making Of? I like Hearts really of Darkness. Good. I never actually have. The best. I, I, should, I should lend it to you. It's I've heard really, some people really say good. it's like better than the movie. Yeah, I mean, as these, I think it's um, a little bit of hyperbole. It's just but, as dramatic, yeah, <laughs> but real. Like it could be a movie. I mean, it is, but you know, like yeah, it could be a Yeah, story unto itself. The biggest crazy thing is she didn't keep on making documentaries because that movie was so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came out years later it was was it 73 or was it before no it, later well the movie came out in 70 whatever like apocalypse 79. now 79, 79. Okay, i think yeah. they started shooting in like 70 wait so I'm, i think i'm thinking of the original but book. then hearts of darkness didn't come out till the 90s right so yeah like the late early 90s yeah. when did the book come out like the like heart of darkness probably a little bit before we have the book here okay actually. solve the mystery andrew <laughs> the big thing that i like thinking about is how george lucas was his i should have this book in my collection yes just take it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, where did <laughs> that book In the go? spring of 1976, Eleanor Coppola, her husband Francis Coppola, and their children left California for the Philippines where Francis Coppola would film Apocalypse Now. That's the craziest part for your yeah. kids. So yeah, she wrote basically a diary of that. Oh, so that's And from the diary, mean. they well, in the documentary, it's her reading from her diary. Okay, so there's there's the book that the movie's based on, then this is a book based on the making of the movie that yeah. was based on the book. <laughs> Well, I didn't actually realize that. There's the animated series. Yeah. Oh man, there should be. Apocalypse Now, babies. And I'm so fascinated by this thing. Like, uh, Document of the Dead is another good one with George Romero. Well, he didn't make it, but actually, I can't remember who made that one. But like these feature length behind the scenes. Oh yeah. And I just love the whole, you know, and even with uh, like Dennis Hopper, you know, and and the the making. Oh of, god, uh, yeah. Whatever that one was that we showed last. The, the last, last movie, movie. which yeah, was the last movie we ever screened. God, and it's so, <laughs> it's so crazy where you're just watching these young, like fresh-faced people who are just like, yeah, we're gonna make this classic, and you do, but you die a little bit along the way. Oh yeah, but it's so different. Well, so George Lucas was Coppola was kind of George's big brother, like executive produced THX, right, and American mm-hmm. Graffiti, mm-hmm. and at one point. I think George worked on the screenplay for Apocalypse and was going to direct it. Because I think oh almost kind of what happened with George, Coppola wanted to do that. Of just be like, I'm going to be this Godfather producer and all my little minions are going to go make masterpieces. <laughs> yeah. Well, he set up a company where, yeah, it was American Zoetrope. Where, oh, they, yeah. you know, him and his friends were going to make their own movies. And I think the first movie out of that was THX, which was a huge flop. And then that kind of killed everyone else's movie. Yeah. 
But that's still, it's still around though, right? American Zoetrope? Yeah, I mean, the, like, I well, it's it's his company, but it was supposed to be like its own kind of self-sustaining production company yeah. studio, which it was not so much. Which was yeah. what happened with Lucasfilm. So he got to watch his little brother's mm-hmm. dreams come true, and while Lucas is making Pixar and doing effects for Jurassic Park and yeah. producing movies like Tucker, you know, and stuff like that, and then Coppola really had a harder time, kind yeah. of, and then ended up directing, you know, Jack. And stuff yeah. like that. So, God, not that he didn't have a good run or anything. To pay, uh, pay for the the vineyard, the vineyard, and yeah. And now he's a great to pay off all, well to pay off all his debts, basically. For Apocalypse now. Good, good shout out on Jack there. By <laughs> yeah. the way. I completely forgot that he did that. The final cut of Jack. Oh, oh yeah, we're well, getting that. Yeah, can't, now that might be great. You know, Who, who's to say? What was the one with Martin Short, where he's like a young. Oh, Clifford. Clifford. Clifford, yeah. That's what because I, I, I confuse those two movies sometimes. And, and like speaking of movies, nobody talks about. Rightly so, probably. Well, George, imagine if George had directed Apocalypse Now. (laughs) What an alternate universe we would have been in. I don't know if I can picture that. And it would have just been, I think, just more of a straight war movie without everyone going crazy and stuff. Because he had hardships doing the first Star Wars, for sure. But then after that, kind of everything... Everything was coming up, George. Pretty much, like <laughs> so. yeah, that's that's pretty. Like that's another one where like there isn't really a you know a, a Hearts of Darkness version of Star Wars. Like I mean, there's behind the scenes footage yeah. and stuff, uh, and and like the one uh, the Empire of Dreams and stuff like that. But like in terms of just yeah, because like that was supposed to be the B picture. Like yeah, it, exactly. It, so yeah, yeah. that was just like a nothing low budget. You know, oh maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. And they, they were also, saying they hoped it would. They had high hopes that it might make as much money as the Planet of the Apes sequels were making. They were like, oh, if it does that well, good for us. Yeah, because Damnation Alley was supposed to be the big A movie. And then that, well, it was a movie, but... It was a movie, all right. That's what they got. And now nobody ever talks about that except for that sweet vehicle they had in it. Yeah. Yeah, not so great. And Star Wars did okay. Remember that behind-the-scenes movie for... Island of Dr. Moreau. That was the other one I was thinking of. Oh, that was so where good. Where it's better it's than the movie, which is not hard, obviously. No. But like, Isn't he doing a new movie, that guy? I think he's trying. He's he's new, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Oh, okay, it opens yeah. in 11 days at TIFF. What? Yeah, A Color Out of Space. So it's a H.P. Lovecraft adaptation, which was previously adapted in 1987. Uh, the, uh, God, what is it called? Not The Craft. The, well, I'll get back to that later. Yeah. But it had Will Wheaton in it, so you know it was good. Oh. Um, but yeah, so it's basically like a, uh, it's kind of like the crib show, uh, Stephen King one with okay. where the uh, meteorite lands and you know, all that stuff. The, the curse, that was what it was called in 1987. And so, uh, so yeah, like H.P. Lovecraft, Richard Stanley's doing it. His first one since, you know, Dr. Wow. Moreau. But I mean, he did, he had good stuff back in the day. You know? Did he like, do anything in between he, then uh, and now? That's like 20 no, years. Like I, he did some TV, but not okay. like feature film wise. No, but like Dust Devil is good. Anytime that happens. Good. And there's, you know, a gap. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, how are you eating? Like, did, yeah. did you take a day job? Are you driving a bus? Yeah, like, I, I never understand that. Because 20 years is a long time. Yeah. it's it's. I was thinking of that just this morning. I was looking up. Someone mentioned Joe Piscopo, of all people. Oh, and yeah. I was like, huh, I wonder what he did. And I looked it up, and it was just like, leaves Saturday Night Live in, like, 84, does a couple of high-profile things in 85, 86, and in 2014, started a podcast. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait a minute. Like, has a podcast? Well, everyone has a podcast. It's now. true. It doesn't, doesn't surprise me that no. Joe Piscopo. I think his actually, I think it's a radio show. I, I might have done him a disservice on that one. But <laughs> no it's one like basically a podcast yet. Yeah, he doesn't even have that one yet. But like, same thing. You're like, what happened in those 20 years? I think he's probably just on the road, I would guess. I think he does like a Frank Sinatra tribute thing. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he did Frank Sinatra on SNL. And yeah. I think he does tours with that, doing a Frank Sinatra 
You make an impersonation show. They said, they were like, in 2017, he was uh, admittedly a Trump supporter. And I was like, well, moving on. (laughs) I was like, delete Wikipedia page. He did a horrible movie that I loved when I was a kid. It was in the era of, you know, VHS. Yeah. And it was him and Treat Williams. Yeah. It was oh, like a zombie dead heat, dead which we've shown. Red heat, is it <laughs> dead heat or oh, red yeah, heat? Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, I, I love that movie. On, uh, on uh, thirty-five millimeter, it's not a good movie. I confused the one with Schwarzenegger and red that heat. one. Red, red heat and dead heat. Is that were those? The two? Well, when I I rented dead heat at like Rogers Video or something when I was a kid, thinking it was just like, oh, this is sort of like a lethal weapon. Yeah, movie. <laughs> I had no idea it would have zombies and <laughs> what a you know, stuff in it. Even. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. I guess I didn't read the back. Yeah, so but yeah, Color Out of Space, Richard Stanley, so Nicholas Cage. It's more like importantly, a movie. Yeah, and the the guy who did the soundtrack for Hereditary did the score. Wow. Um, which I mean, it's cool. It didn't mean oh, it, that didn't blow my that. mind, but I hope we get that. We should, yeah. So it's like the TIFF premiere is September seventh, and it's playing three times uh, over the week, basically. And I'm trying to convince myself to go. I've never been to TIFF, like I know Andrew has. Oh, you should. Yeah, well, I'd like to go this year. Dolomite, uh, the oh, Eddie, oh, yeah. Murphy, Eddie Murphy Dolomite movies premiering, and I just watched uh, Dolomite one and two last night. Yeah, there for the first time. The second great. one not quite as good, but it's so. Katie Weedstraw is probably the best out of those movies. That, that, that's not him playing Dolomite. That's yeah. a different character, but that's probably the best out of those yeah. well the best made out of those it, it looked insane like in a good way yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean Tiff like there's some real interesting stuff this year and like obviously I'm torn uh, because of the Nicolas Cage thing like that's why I'm a little biased but like you say like it's it's like it's so weird to because Monroe was 95 or Monroe which oh, is God, like not Monroe it? yeah 95 or 96 something yeah. like that yeah and, and that's just an insane gap and to think first of all that you get a chance at all but that you get I mean, it might be a joke to some people, but getting Nick Cage at this point, you know, is yeah. like, he's still firing all cylinders. You know, it looks beautiful, the shots from, I just, I want it to be good so bad, yeah. basically. <laughs> I just, I really want it to be and good. And the poor guy, like, to be shoved into a movie with full-on <laughs> crazy Marlon Brando yeah. and Val Kilmer at his worst peak Hollywood divaness. Yeah. Was that before or after Batman? I think it was right around the, then. Oh, I think it was after. after? I think maybe it was, like, the year after. Because he went on that yeah. run where it was... The Saint and Batman. Like, is, is Batman 97? That's so weird that he did Batman. 95. Like, 95. 95, yeah. It, it just seems yeah, like yeah, an yeah. odd choice for Bruce Wayne. Like, if you think yeah. about it in hindsight, like... <laughs> he's But he's, on paper, like, look at him. He's a handsome yeah, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, good-looking guy. Yeah. He's got the jawline and all that, you know? And a different kind of character, but I love Willow. And it's weird, because I don't really like sword and sorcery kind of stuff, but I love Willow. So he did the kind of heroic lead, the, the goofball heroic lead. Yeah, yeah. And Top Secret, you know, he's real good in that, like, very silly and, yeah. you know, he does But I think it was around then, like, I think he blew it for himself, <laughs> where it was somebody just recently saying, when you get in to whatever profession you're doing, the worst thing you could do is just be a jerk. Yeah, yeah, buy into your own hype, basically. Yeah, yeah, because I think that happened and when he didn't come back for another Batman, when the Saint franchise didn't pick up, <laughs> and then Dr. Moreau happened. Yeah. You look at post then. Was he offered another Batman? I think he could have done the fourth Batman if he wanted to. Because Batman Forever did well financially. Yeah, yeah. And then I think he left, and then part four came out and tanked, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. But I think, he, I think if he would have wanted to, he would have come back for another Batman but but I think yeah just to have that domino of Saint not working leaving Batman Moreau being a giant flop yeah and he's done stuff in the past 20 years but for sure not a he, he did not become Harrison Ford and you not, know not a fan of the Salton Sea that's <laughs> not a bad movie yeah it actually was one of his better what was like, what he did with David Mamet oh my god I saw that 
um, in the Spartan. Spartan. Yeah. Which was kind of an interesting movie. I like that it's one. a little. It's strange because yeah. you know, Mammoth's got kind of a weird. Yeah. Uh, a lot of F-bombs. Like his, 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 his dialogue is you know very Mammoth. And, yeah. yeah. It's very swear filled most of the time. Where yeah. I'm like oh, but that's that, Mammoth that for you. Kind of interesting. I saw it. Like nobody saw that movie. <laughs> but now people are talking about a like everything because Dark Crystal did it and Star Wars is doing it. Marvel's doing it of a of a Willow TV series. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for that. Oh yeah, and that's that's a good thing nowadays. Like with the budget, like even the Lord of the Rings one, Amazon's doing. Like they're throwing like God a lot, three hundred million or more, oh my God. or a, maybe even a billion. Like I, they're they're planning this giant giant thing and it's like that used to be this death now where you're like oh yeah, yeah direct to TV you're <laughs> oh, gonna be yeah, on the yeah, whatever yeah. network but now it's like actual good budget stuff well we were just chatting about Martin Scorsese's new movie mm-hmm. and there's this battle we're, we're in this like TV wars now where yeah. you know Netflix is mad at Disney Plus so they cancel a bunch of shows or CBS has a bunch of their shows on other streaming networks but they want them back because they started their own thing so it's very complicated now because yeah. Pre-streaming, it was just like, oh, we make shows for NBC, we make shows for CBC, whatever. Yeah. And so the new Scorsese movie is produced by Netflix. Costs like 180 million, 150 yeah, yeah. or something yeah. million dollars. And last year, Netflix won Best Picture, and that caused all kinds of trouble with people saying, no, it's not really a movie and whatever. And but I would like to embrace our streaming overlords yeah. and say, we will show the Irishman. It's and true. they won Best Director, not Best Picture. Oh, who I don't want you to get corrected. Oh, uh, he, he, racism, the movie won Best Picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> AKA Green Book. <laughs> the, that, uh, that was oh, the big argument because people said that Spielberg made Roma not win Best Picture because he hates Netflix. Like, maybe, I don't believe that. But. Maybe I was so angry about Green Book winning that I just flashpointed that That's out of my of, brain. Well, I just don't want, I didn't want you to get all these comments that are like, actually... Didn't I didn't work. hate Green Book, but it was, it was just a movie. It was yeah. like, that's a movie. It, it, it had some funny stuff. Made me laugh. Like, yeah, like, Everyone's I, good at I, it. I didn't care to see it, and then I was like, alright, fine, I'll watch it. And I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's very, I still haven't seen it. Some of the writing is way too, like, just, okay, yeah, gotcha. But yeah. it's it's not awful. Like, no, it's no, just no. not the best picture by any no. means. But, yeah, but I... so. It looks like it's going to get, uh, Irishman's going to get a limited release November 1st, okay. and then come out on Netflix before, like within a month or yeah, something so like that. it's the same as Roma, basically. Exactly. That was like November 21st, I think, when they did Roma. So I think the multiplexes, I'm just making this up, but they're like, no, we want a three-month window. And Netflix Jeez. is like, no. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same as the Spidey-Disney battle, where Disney's like, we want a 50-50 split. And Sony's like, no, we want 60-40. And they're like, boo, we're taking our Spider-Man home. It's so odd, though, because, like, I get it. They don't need to do it. But it's yeah. like, that's free money. Like, yeah. you, that will do well. It, just give it a month or whatever. Like, do, do you know how, like, Roma, like, what, we had that, like, two weeks? Maybe? And we did very well with it. Yeah. And, but we did it. So maybe this will happen again, is maybe we'll get it the same day it comes out on Netflix. But yeah. that's what happened. And we did very well with Roma. Mm-hmm. And we got to keep it for two weeks or three weeks or yeah. whatever we got to keep it for. But if we could do that again with The Irishman, I'm sure we would be happy to. Oh, yeah. And then say, Godspeed, Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> it's very odd. Like, someone was posting an article this morning I said that was like, you know, is this going to affect The Irishman's, you know, uh, awards stature or whatever? And I'm yeah. like, well... I mean, it didn't hurt Roma. Like, no, I, I, Roma I, won Best Foreign Language. Yeah, film. it won three yeah. Oscars. Yeah, and director and... Uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, yeah so. And I don't think... You know, you could argue like, oh, well, if they play by the rules, they would win eight Oscars instead right. of three. It's like, well, it's also a two-and-a-half-hour black-and-white foreign film in 2018. Yeah. Like, slow-paced, you know, like... And I think there's more and more younger folks on the Academy, like... I always pronounce her name wrong, but Ava DuVray. 
who um, Duvernay. Duvernay. She she did uh, Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. And she's doing Selma. the new Selma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's doing the new Gods movie for DC coming up. But she basically like called out Spielberg and was like, uh, "I do not agree with you, sir. And if you're <laughs> going to be talking to the the High Council on yeah, this, yeah. I would like to be there to argue as a as someone who Man. works for Netflix and." Theatrical, you know. She says like AOC on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> about, like the older and being like, actually, sir, I'm uh, yeah. gonna go ahead and say this. So yeah, I think I, I don't know. I think Spielberg kind of lost. I think it's yeah. and it's his buddy. He knows. <laughs> he knows Scorsese. That's why it's so know? odd because you know? you're like, what happens now? Like he's he's the old you know uh, Coppola. Well, both of them, but yeah. the old guard now. Yeah, but still very popular and and mm. you know all the credentials. So it's like who blinks first? And, yeah. and what does it matter? Like when. Because Spielberg's gonna do a Netflix thing eventually, you'd think. Like, he's doing Hulu, I think. or He's, he's doing just, something. For, yeah. Or Apple, another streaming yeah. thing. So it's like, well, where's the line? You I know? just think we could all get along in the same way that TV didn't kill theaters and VHS didn't kill theaters. Yeah. I think we'll be okay. And we can figure this out and everybody can be friends. <laughs> you're, you know? you're biased as a theater owner. <laughs> we, we can work it out, guys. <laughs> just give us the movies and nobody gets hurt. No, but as a theater owner, I, I, like, the Netflix thing makes sense to me because, mm-hmm. and I've said this before, is not every town has a Mayfair. Right. So if you live in PEI and you want to watch The Irishman and you're like, oh, well, it's not coming to a theater near me. Oh, hey, I get to watch it. Yeah. That's nice. You know, so it's not the end of cinema. Yeah. And, and especially that people like Scorsese want their stuff on the big screen at least for a little bit yeah it almost just becomes like a thing like a band comes to town and you get to see them live yeah and then you buy their CD or you listen to them on iTunes or whatever yeah it's almost like that like there's enough cinema nerds in Ottawa who want to see the new Scorsese movie oh yeah even if it's on their Netflix at home yeah and I'm, I'm not going to Toronto to watch it you know like, yeah it's not, <laughs> we shouldn't have to be tripping over like and then the same I've said it before too with the, the Bob Dylan doc that oh, Scorsese yeah. did it's like why don't you just if people if we as a theater want that for three days or a week yeah. why can't we do that like yeah. what does it matter like, there should be a like some sort of system set up where you can make a request to Netflix or whatever, you know. And I think we've we've changed at least the minds of one distributor because we had to fight to get Mandy. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, the thing we wanted to make money off of made money at your cinema. Maybe we'll try that again. It was picking up steam around the time we were trying to get it and they were resisting and it's playing in the middle of nowhere and you're like, please. And even like, it it was hard enough to like, not battle Lee, but be like, Lee, please, Lee, get this movie. And then they won't let him have it and then we finally get it and it's like, you know, it was almost... I, mean, I don't want to say it was a sellout, but, I mean, it was damn good. Those. I just imagine the distributor being, like, a like an old kind of animated Disney character who kind of sounds like Wheezy Voice to being like, <laughs> oh, it seems like a lot of work, guys. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like it, but, you know, I mean, we'll do the work for you. Get, yeah. the, get the, you know, I'm the grassroots Nick Cage uh, fan club guy <laughs> yeah. here. So I'm already telling people to go to TIFF to watch that movie that I might yeah. not get to see. Okay, let's chat about the upcoming movies quickly here. August 30th through September 5th, we have Yesterday, the new Danny Boyle film. Mm. I had no idea he directed that. Yeah. yeah. It's written by Richard Curtis, who's oh, wow. the king of British romantic comedies. Yeah. yeah. He's the Love Actually guy. Yeah. Love Actually, Did Four he Weddings. Do, uh, Notting Hill as well. Notting Hill. And one that we screened semi recently called About Time oh, yeah. that is kind of akin to this. I really like, I like timey wimey stuff. I really like. Um, Did you just make that up? No, that's a Doctor Who reference. Is it? Okay. Because yeah. I was going to give you real props for coming up <laughs> yeah, with Yeah, yeah, I made it up. <laughs> but I like alternate universe stuff, stuff like Run, Little Run. Oh, yeah. And this is interesting because it's 
it's still sci-fi, but it's sci-fi light. You know, yeah. there's no guns or spaceships or Wookiees in it. Yeah. But it's still the what if you wake up and the Beatles didn't exist and the domino effect on a planet. How does that go? Yeah, so it's like the what if comic series, but yes. specifically about the Beatles this time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and just the music's really good in it. I saw a preview screening. That's how I've seen it already. Ah, uh, there it is. Tigers Are Not Afraid, Ottawa premiere. Oh, so looks really good. Yeah, very excited about Everybody this. loves this movie. In the trailer, it has blurbs from Gamble Del Toro, Stephen King, and Neil Gaiman. So that's pretty high praise there. Yeah, and Andrew. And Andrew. <laughs> like, this looks great. <laughs> Andrew at Mayfair Theater. You're like, yeah. well, that's weird. You're not allowed to put this in your own We self-edit now. And it's a hybrid horror film. And I love how uh, the director is like really tuned in on Twitter because like I yeah. just I literally just mentioned the movie that I was really excited and they found and liked my tweet. I was like, I hadn't even tagged anyone. I'm like, well, that's cool. Like, yeah, and, and we have it on the actual day of date premiere, yeah, which, which I always oh, love. It's so cool. It makes like me it, feel like a real boy. You yeah, know? Like, we're we're, we're yeah, a grown up theater. <laughs> then we have. Where'd you go, Bernadette? From oh, Linklater. From uh, right, Linklater. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Five-time Oscar nominee Richard Linklater. Oof. Wow, that's you'll, you'll get it one day, Richard. You'll <laughs> didn't get it one day. Realize it was that many, and he still hasn't won. That's yeah. Because it was like surely Boyhood will get me that. Like, yeah, I've been working on it for fifty-eight years. Stuff he's worked on has gotten awards, but he's never gotten oh, a specific man. award. That yeah. Sucks. Maybe he'll get it for manhood when it comes out in yeah. 20 years. He's, he's going like, to say Mandy too. That, that sounds like the porno version. <laughs> yeah. Man, he's going to get that Lifetime Achievement Award at the very least. And that is a drama, I think a dramatic comedy starring Kate Blanchett. Oh, always great. Always the best. Oko's Inn, we have for the long weekend family matinees. Oh man, we've been building this one up. Well, this is a, I hope this does well. This is an interesting experiment because it is a, a family-friendly anime that we're going to show for four days over the long weekend mm-hmm. and it's PG and it sounds kind of dark but then you kind of think and you're like no darker than any Disney movie where the parent dies in the first frames of the oh, movie no. but it's, it's about an orphan kid who goes to live with her grandma okay. and there's a bunch of friendly ghosts around the inn uh, and that's our story not the ghosts of her parents no I don't think so okay. no. other ghosts huh okay and it's, and it's uh, it is not a Studio Ghibli film but it looks like one because it's okay. from a guy who used to work there. <laughs> so it's some guy. <laughs> some guy. He was yeah, a janitor yeah. like or something. Don Bluth uh, left whatever yeah. Disney. But it looks really good. I love watching old school anime on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So we always do kind of well with March Break matinees and like holiday weekend matinees. And I think just this time we had that in the canon and nothing really available yet. And so we're like, let's try this one. Yeah. You're like, give me Spider-Man. It's like, you can't yeah. have Spider-Man yet. <laughs> oh, Josh, uh, stop asking for Spider-Man. Saturday Night Cinema, our monthly Free For Members, members only, secret screening. Huge. I think Andrew's uh, introducing this one. Are you programming I this one? I Are you? think so, yeah. Possibly. Cool. He, he didn't sound too confident. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a chance I, I think am. I am. <laughs> yeah. He may or may not be. <laughs> Cut to Andrew digging through his Blu-rays. Oh, yeah, it's like, I don't movie. even know what's going on. And then, the best for last, of course, we finally got Crawl. Huge. Not Krull. Krull. I cannot pronounce... I have learned that I, I cannot pronounce the word Krull. If I say it without thinking about it, I kind of say Krull. Well, you also Krull. love that movie Krull. Yeah. So that's not... I always just want people to watch Krull. Yeah, yeah. You showed me that movie Krull. That was the first time I ever saw it when you showed it to me. Oh, and so good. I, I, you know, everyone else had seen it, I think. But I was yeah. like, wow, this is actually amazing. <laughs> 
And I've showed it to people after that, so... But also, Crawl... Crawl. The one about the alligator... Yes. ...is also great, and highly recommend it. I'm even going to come and see it a second time. I liked it so much. Wait, how did you see it already? Uh, preview screening? Okay, that's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to a different theater tonight for a preview screening. <laughs> you won the Crawl... Yeah, Nerd uh, that's a good, good. Yeah. So, so yeah, so when this movie was coming out, Josh and I were trying to enter for free passes, which <laughs> yes. is the only way we'll go to other screenings uh-huh. uh, at, pl- at pl- other places. And so we were entering all these, and one of them was like a prize pack thingamaroo. And I couldn't remember what it was. It, I was just like, it had tickets and other free stuff. So like whatever. a t-shirt or a hat or yeah, something. I, I couldn't even remember. So then I go and see it on a Tuesday, on the second Tuesday, because I didn't hear about any of the things. And then I won the prize pack somehow on the day before my birthday, the stuff arrived on my birthday. They said oh, it overnight. Best birthday I was like, ever. amazing. And then so I got the free tickets the day that it left theaters in Ottawa. <laughs> and so I love we, that. Luckily, I'd already <laughs> seen it, but I was like, now I just have this piece of paper. I can't see it. We might get it where I'll see it for free anyway. But yeah, so it was just like this. Insane. Just in principle, you can bring it. Yeah. And I, I'll like stamp it or something. I, <laughs> like, it's, it says the French title on it too, which is fun. And I can't remember. It's some ridiculous, you know, like Les Dents de la Mer. I love like, when they're super different. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even close. So I, I thought that I was going to win an inflatable alligator because that was one. Yeah, prize it was pack. false advertising. Yeah, so Josh and I were all like stoked on that. And then I ended up winning like a designer backpack and a water bottle, which is cool. great. But it's like once you think you're getting a shirt and an inflatable alligator, yeah. it's, it's hard to come down <laughs> from that. So. Unfortunately, we won't have the inflatable alligator here, but we did get the movie. <laughs> so then you, you phoned up Sam Raimi. Screw Raimi, <laughs> click, and he's we, like, what? I'm like, I didn't realize how bad I wanted that until I thought I wanted it and didn't win it. So, yeah. One day. Yeah. But you can go on eBay and pay $500 for it. And it, Well, and even Shoppers has their discount blow-up animal stuff, uh-huh. but they didn't have an alligator. No. And I was like, God, it was, they didn't even have a shark. Like, what the hell? Boo. There's, there's like a unicorn and a, and a donut. I'm like, what the hell am I doing with this? You call Sam Raimi the second time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Why would you let me have a gator, <laughs> yeah, Raimi? Me again. The guy you didn't know who was the first time. Where's go my to, gator? Go to hell again. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I used to like Alexandra Aja until this movie when I didn't get an alligator. Now he can also <laughs> go to hell. It's so good. But come see this movie. It's I'm excited to see it. I love Sam Raimi in a producer or director uh, yeah. mode. He's pretty much always great for yeah. the most part, unless he's forced to take Venom on. And yeah, yeah. as long as no one forces that. But he really has a love of the game. Does these cool low budget horror films? Yeah. Sometimes they turn out really awesome. And he and Rob Tappert are just doing all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. And then every once in a while he'll go, you know, direct Spider Man or Wizard of Oz or something. But yeah. Yeah, he. I, I love that he continues to do cool horror movies. Yeah. And this was, I don't know, it was like $13 million and made $80 million or something. So yeah. Like, that's fine. That's good. And it's the effects look really good. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like all at night or something. It's like you can actually see in the, and it's, man, it is just really well. And it's only, I'm pretty sure it's 87 minutes. Yeah, 87 minutes. So it's minutes. like a classic Josh type film. My favorite. Especially because it's playing at like, you know, 9.15 at least one of the nights. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> it's at like 9.30, so you can still go see it and it's like a two-hour movie. It's yeah. fine. You're good. Yeah, I'm going to sneak out and watch it while my wife sleeps. Yeah. So, and I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come and see uh, whatever that other movie was I want to see on uh, on her birthday. Uh, Tigers are not afraid. I'm coming to see oh, it yeah. on her birthday after she falls asleep. I'm gonna sneak <laughs> out of the house and watch a movie by myself. You're like happy birthday. Yeah. She dozes off. It's you. what you always wanted. <laughs> Me leaving. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. If you listen to this right away, they're doing a, they're doing something a long weekend free play on Sunday night or something like that. Some, something cool's going. They got a Ramones band coming up. That's gonna be awesome. Not the real remotes. They're not back. Yeah. It's a cover band. The Ram Ones. Yeah. It's a different band. <laughs> Go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. 
if you have a spare moment, feel free to say a nice thing about the podcast or retweet it or Facebook it or Instagram it or carry your pigeon it or oh, do man. whatever. And tomorrow's going to be, this won't help anyone listen to this, but it'll be the last pierogi half price day potentially. Oh my God, yeah. I'm not going to have this up before then. But, yeah, sorry, uh, but maybe you'll be able to enjoy I'll it. I'll enjoy some half price pierogies. <laughs> yeah, think about that while you're watching uh, Crawl. Good time. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you soon back here at the Mayfair to watch some awesome movies. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Now we have to get 48 meters down. Or they'll never let us get 49 meters <laughs> I've down. I've never seen any meters down. I'll bring in the first meter and then we can start from there. There's definitely something very weird going on here. Detective Roger Mortis has a problem. He's dead. But Detective Bigelow is bringing him back alive. That's okay. Don't get up. Told you not to get up. Now... He's got 12 hours to solve the toughest murder case of his career. Get down! His own. That's it. From now on, I'm a vegetarian. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Treat Williams. Sit down. And Joe Piscopo are dead heat. You can't keep a good cop dead.